everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hello and welcome to all our wonderful podcast listeners to this brand new episode of Growth Week. We are so excited to be sharing today's content with you. Now, this week we have been speaking all about pivotal questions. Now, we've said many times before that you can tell a person's destiny by the kind of questions that they ask. So we believe that by asking these questions, you will see life change. You will see a new kind of honesty and power come into your life because of these these kinds of questions that you can ask. And so we want to equip you guys to make better decisions and have fewer regrets. And with that being said, this content is based on Andy Stanley book, Better Decisions and Fewer Regrets. And so that is a great resource to go along with this conversation. Now, we started off this week by asking the integrity question. And that simply asks, am I being honest with myself? And then you take a pause and you really think about it. And then you ask again, am I being honest with myself? Really? The second day we spoke about the legacy question. And the question that you need to ask with that is what story do I want to tell? On the third day yesterday, we spoke about the conscience question. And this simply asks, is there attention that deserves my attention? And so if you want to hear more about that, and you really should, if you haven't been following along with that, we encourage you to go back and listen to the last three episodes. In the book, Andy Stanley shares from the main scripture, Proverbs 27 verse 12, which says, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Now, I don't know about you, Pastor. To Jay, but I don't want to be simple. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be prudent. And and what it means to be prudent is simply acting with or showing care and thought for the future. It's just being aware of your walk and every decision that you make that impacts your life. And so today's question is probably one of the most important questions that you can ask. You know, it's human nature to snuggle up to the edge of irresponsibility or disaster and to stay there as long as possible. But we want to encourage you guys, instead of wondering how close you can get to crossing the line, you need to ask yourself this important question. And that is the maturity question, which simply asks, what is the wise thing to do? That's right, Robin. I like what you said about the inclination to live as close to the line as possible. And maybe somebody's wondering, what line is this? There's this fine line between good and evil. There's this fine line between good and bad. There's there's a fine line between being 
irresponsible and being responsible. Like you said, we naturally want to get as close to that line as possible. We often ask ourselves, how low can I go without mm. actually getting myself into trouble? How close can I get to being drunk without actually embarrassing myself? And, and that's that fine line we're talking about. It brings this idea, Robin, of people flirting with danger. I remember as a teenager, you know, wanting to walk, uh, you know, and live a pure life. I used to ask myself, well, I really don't want to sin uh, against God, but how close can I get? You know, I don't, I, I won't sin against God, but uh, surely I can have fun and just live on the edge. Many times I would end up regretting that decision because when we live as close to, uh, to the line as possible, we leave no room or margin for error in our lives. Have you ever found yourself in a similar situation, Robin? Definitely. I mean, who hasn't? You know, we all um, have these desires. We all have these inclinations towards like this fallen nature that is really within us. And so often, you know, we we will ask questions, but it's the wrong kinds of questions that we ask. You know, like, is there anything wrong with this? What do you think about this situation? Or like, we ask ourselves, how exactly did I get myself into this? And probably after we've done something, we'll ask, how do I get myself out of this? (laughs) But you know, one of the questions that I have asked myself, one of the wrong questions, and that I've heard a lot of people ask, especially in Christian circles, is how far is too far? You know, you'll hear a lot of times, like people in relationships, they'll be like, oh, you know, we did this. Was that too far? How far is too far? Like how close can we get to to the the line without actually crossing the line and the thing with that is when we have that mindset of asking those wrong questions we build up to that final like big mistake that big regret yes robin you see the thing is it doesn't end there if Mm. you want to get as close to the safer side of the line andy argues that after you get to that close um place the safe place as close as possible before you know it you start asking yourself what will happen if I just cross the line but not get too far? So you said, instead of just saying, how close can I get, you'll be now asking a question like, how far across the line can I go without being caught? And that's usually mm. the the challenge. I've seen this in my, in my son, Jesse. My son uh, often loves to play uh, right at the edge. He kind of knows that, hey, daddy said this is wrong. But what if I just play here? And before <laughs> you know it, he has crossed the line. He's doing what he knows he's not supposed to be doing. Mm. But now this time, he's actually saying to himself, how long can I do this before anybody catches me out? And so we often react to people who are, you know, living their life on the edge as it were, we often react to where they are heading and not necessarily the fact that they've done something wrong. Mm. And and many times, you know, when, when your friends or the wiser friend says to you, hey, this c- can end up uh, being a disaster. You kind of feel like, no man, you've been judgmental. Mm. I've done nothing wrong. This is absolutely right. But they're not reacting to uh, what you have done but where you are heading. Mm, definitely. And you know, Pastor Jay, I think that with this question, often the wise thing to do will be the, the option that's considered uncool. Yeah. Or like people will think like, oh my word, you are a bit much, you know, like that's just a bit too um, <laughs> religious or that's just a bit too prudish or whatever. Like think about it this way, you know, as someone who has been wanting to keep themselves pure, 
up until marriage, you know, I see a lot of couples flirt with this line. You know, they they will say like, hey, we we want to, you know, save it for the marriage night, that kind of thing. But then so often they fall before that time because they have not like kind of made those clear boundaries or they say, hey, like we can flirt as close to this line as possible. And the truth is that with certain lines, once you've crossed it, you can never, ever go back. And so, you know, if you're in a situation like this and you're, you don't know what kind of question to ask, this one will clarify it really quickly for you. You know, if you say like, hey, I've never been drunk. I never want to get drunk then the wise thing for you to do would be to abstain from alcohol completely and not be like, hey, I know that this is my limit. I can drink and not get drunk. I can drink and not get drunk. No, the wise thing for you to do would be don't drink at all. And that might sound radical. That might sound crazy to people. Robin, I I like what you just said there because Andy says that it is possible to do something that is not wrong and not wise at the same time. Mm. And this is the mistake we make. We think that if something is not wrong, it is wise. There is a difference between being right and being wise. So is it right for you to drink? Yeah, it might be right, depending on whatever your justifications are. It might be right to drink, but is it the wisest thing to do? Mm. Certainly not. So this idea of something not being wrong and unwise, let's talk a little bit about this because this is where we make these assumptions that if it is not wrong, it is right. Mm. If it is not illegal, it is permissible. And these assumptions create the baseline of our decision-making processes. And many times we end up regretting it. I think, you know, um, when it comes to this kind of thing and you living on that line and you're making maybe not necessarily wrong decisions, but you're making unwise decisions. Like I said earlier, it's a build up. You know, you kind of become desensitized to making wise decisions yeah. and you keep making unwise decisions that lead to something. So it's always about where it leads to, you know? And I think you've said this to me, Pastor Jay, like the enemy, he's patient with yeah. us. Like he is so patient. Like he knows that, you know, we are unpatient, like impatient. We are like a microwave generation. We want everything instantly, but he's just waiting for you to keep making not necessarily bad choices. Like, uh, yeah, it's not morally wrong. Um, it may even seem all right to a lot of people. But Andy says, like, your greatest regret was probably preceded by a series of unwise choices. Yeah. And that's why this is so important. It may seem like, hey, let me, what do they say? So, so the oats in, <laughs> in my youth kind of thing. Yeah. Like, will your life end up in, in disaster? Maybe not. Maybe. But the thing is, is like, the more unwise decisions you make, the ch- greater the chances are that you're going to get to this point of like no return and it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And so you need to be asking this question constantly. Actually, if you're one of those people that are followers of Jesus Christ, I think at every given point, you're not making, you're not making a conscious decision to do something that is wrong. So you actually want to do what is right. And by default, when we ask what is the right thing to do, we can justify what Mm. is right. It's right to do what everyone else is doing, but is it wise? Certainly not. So when we regret these decisions, it's not that we did something that was wrong. You know, very few mature Christians would sit back and like, geez, I did something that was really bad. 
we regret doing the unwise thing. Mm. I remember I was making a decision for our for our church and for our school. And I knew that as a leader, I needed to push this idea. I needed to champion this. And when I got up in front of everybody, uh, somebody asked, I won't get into the question, otherwise maybe they might listen to this, but somebody asked a question. And in that moment, I was just frustrated that people were causing me unnecessary headaches, you know. I responded in a very terrible manner. I just kind of, you know, just said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And because of A, B, C, and D, and I, and, and there was nothing wrong with what I was saying, mm. but it was unwise because it made the moment it came out of my mouth, everybody in the room was dead silent. Like mm. it, it was, it just got quiet. Like, um, we know what you're trying to say, but the way you said it mm. was unwise. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, because things like that are justifiable, like I'm sure whatever you said and whatever you were trying to to prove, like was yeah. like, hey, justified. Yeah. You know, you had your facts straight. You were saying the right things. But even though it was technically right and it was justifiable, it was probably not the wise thing for you to do. That's and right. it had consequences, didn't oh, it? Certainly, certainly. Uh, a lot of people actually, well, not a lot, but a few people left the school. They mm. actually thought, geez, if this is a guy who was sitting right at the top, if you could make such a statement, it's a dangerous statement. Definitely. It was a true statement, but it was a dangerous statement because it's you, people react to where that statement mm. could lead. If this is the way he's thinking right now, Probably this will end in disaster. And I, to this very day, I regret saying what I did say, but it was the right thing, but very unwise. Mm, you could have handled it a bit differently. That's yeah. right. So Ephesians 5, I love the scripture. It says uh, verse from verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. I love that every opportunity because yeah. it's not like some opportunities or, you know, like, you have a pass for the first three and then you have to make one wise decision. No, it says make the most of every opportunity. Wow. If you live with that tension of saying like, hey, every single opportunity, what is the wise thing to do? Can you just imagine like the kind of lives we would lead, the kind of relationships we would have, the kind of people we would be, parents, like business people, all that kind of thing. It would just be so much better. That's right. That's a very powerful scripture. And if we could memorize the scripture and take it to heart, you know, I like the emphasis of be very careful, be very careful mm. how you live. And if you want to live uh, or walk circumspectly, as the Bible sometimes puts it, if you want to walk extra carefully, you need to be wise. You don't need to be right. You need to be wise. And um, we need to take, like you rightfully said, we need to seize every opportunity to make sure that our decisions are always wise. So let's talk about this question. Andy calls it the maturity question. Why do you think it requires maturity to ask what is the wisest thing? Because when you're immature, you simply don't know what the wise <laughs> thing is to do. <laughs> Wisdom is something that is so precious. Like yeah. it's something that needs to be cultivated. It's not something like, yes, you can pick it up. It's something that you can catch, but it's also something that you need to be super intentional about. You know, the Bible actually says that you should ask for wisdom. God wants to give you wisdom, but it's not something that just falls out of heaven, you know, kind of thing. That's so it's right. like something that you need to be intentional about getting. Get wisdom. <laughs> That's right. That's a powerful thought. Get wisdom. And wisdom is usually associated with 
age. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, it's like with the mature. In the Bible, we, we speak about the, the gray hairs being associated with wisdom. Uh, it's it's not that young people don't have wisdom, but you, you said it in the beginning that the prudent consider the future. And that's what the mature often do. You know, when you're young, it's just like, I want to live for now. Mm-hmm. I just want to live for the moment. But when you are mature, you begin to consider the future. You know, Ali speaks about asking this question from the three different perspectives of past, present, and future. Basically, Andy says that in the light of my past experience, in the light of my current circumstances, so where you are right now, considering every factor about your present, current circumstances, and then your future hopes and dreams, the things that you are running towards, the things that you are hoping to accomplish, the person that you are hoping to become. So in the light of those three things, past, present and future, what is the wise thing to do? Pastor Jay, what do you think about that question? I think just those three perspectives will release wisdom, inevitably will release Mm. wisdom. Like I was saying earlier on, if I have to get up and address people again in a similar situation, in light of the way I handled it back then, I promise you, I am not going to say the same seemingly right, but foolish thing that I did the last time, because I'm just considering, but, but Robin, Here is the thing. Why do people keep making the same mistake? Mm. Because I know a lot of people, I counsel people, I relate with people. People keep making the same mistake. You know, like if you have done it in the past and it didn't end up well, what makes you think repeating the same thing is going to is going to bring wisdom yeah. in 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 the in your life. I don't know Pastor Jay. I think it's just that people are not being careful about how they live like that scripture mm. says they're not being careful. You know, as you were talking and I'm looking at these words, my current circumstances, you know, we know that right now our current circumstances in the world are a bit crazy. Yeah. You know, like things have been a bit up in the air. No one knows what to do with the COVID situation. No one knows, really knows what to do with their finances because of the way the economy is going and that kind of stuff. Yes, considering your past experiences is great. But a lot of people are living their lives right now, not considering their current circumstances. Mm. So you have people that are making some terrible decisions right now simply because they're not being careful. You know, think about it this way. If you're in a ton of debt, you can't go and invest in something without paying off that debt kind of thing. You need to be wise about your current circumstances. And we just have people that are like, hey, this is what I feel right now. This is what I sense right now. We have people that are really just being simple. Robin, when we think of our current circumstances and again, making that emphasis that not everything that is right is wise, it is right to invest. Like you said, it is the right thing. So maybe you are listening to somebody, uh, maybe you're listening to one of these investment podcasts and they've been telling you this is the best time to invest. But in light of your current situation, even though it's right to invest right now, If you are in debt, it's not the wisest thing to do. If you are not considering your current circumstance, again, I like what you were saying about COVID right now. You know, we, we used to go around hugging everybody doing, you know, doing life the way we used to do life in light of our current circumstance right now. I'm a little bit careful who I just get that close to. Why? Because of the current circumstances. Mm. It's not that it's wrong to hug people. It's not that it's wrong to kiss somebody. But hey, 
in light of what we're going through, the wisest thing is to be a little bit mm. more cautious. You know, I was <laughs> looking through my status list the other day and this lady who has a newborn baby, she posted something like, just remember that COVID is still a real thing. Like, don't, please don't come and just take my baby. You know, I think especially in South Africa, you know, yeah. and we so like maybe in America, they're a bit more cautious. Like people don't just go and grab other people's kids and hold them and want to hug them and stuff. But, you know, I thought about that. A lot of people in my circles would be like, oh, you're being too much. Yeah. Are you, why are you afraid? No, 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 no. But the reality is, is that that woman is being wise. That's She's good. saying, hey, this is my newborn child. I don't think the wisest thing for me to do is to go into public and just let 10 people hold my baby, want to hug my baby, want to kiss my baby, yeah. want to just do whatever to my baby. Because, yeah, it may seem stupid to you, but should that baby end up in ICU or whatever, then it's going to be like, oh, how could this mother have done that? Exactly. So it's like, this is almost like one of those things that you can't win with. If you want to walk in wisdom... <laughs> people are going to always have something to say about it. I like that, Robin, because here's the thing. We're talking about uh, better decisions, fewer regrets. And the thing that you will regret if you're that mother is that that moment when you felt like I should have stopped these guys from, you know, kissing my child and whatever the story is, I could have, but you don't regret that. Uh, Being cautious. I'm, you yeah. are going to regret not doing the wisest thing. That is Definitely. the wisest thing. And you should do that. Yeah. Uh, another thought that just came to mind, Robin, imagine this. You just came out of a relationship. Is it wrong for you to jump into another relationship? No. You are free to choose when to start another relationship. But when you look at your current circumstance, the fact that you actually just came out of a relationship, going into another uh, relationship is not the wisest thing to do because you haven't dealt with your own heart. You haven't dealt with your own emotions. And many times I've seen this over and over again. People jump out of one relationship and because they can't handle the pressure or the pain or the hurt or whatever the disappointment, they jump immediately into another. And we often then say, oh yeah, this is a terrible decision. And they thinking, no, it's not. But what we are reacting to is not the decision you made is where the decision is going to lead you. And many times it often ends up in regret. Definitely. And so you can already see that just by considering your past, your present, it, there's a lot of wisdom that can come from that. Mm. But now the last thing that I want us to touch on is in the light of your future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? That's good. Pastor Jay, do you feel that when people are making decisions, when they're living life, they hold this tension enough? You know what? It's that scripture you spoke about in the beginning. The prudent will pause. They will see danger and they will take refuge. But I promise you, most people are simple when it comes to this. Mm. We just like, I love the way I feel right now. I like the way I feel right now. So if it feels good, it must be right. I'm just going to go with the flow. We all live in the moment. And many times we would regret uh, our decisions, not because they were necessarily wrong, but because we did not consider our future. So if you want to be a president of the world one day, and you decide to go rob a bank. You have robbed yourself of the pot potential or the possibility of ever becoming mm -hmm. uh, a president because now you have been convicted mm -hmm. and that is going to disqualify you from the future you. You know, when, when people rise to fame, the world just has a way of digging their past. 
You know, when when Obama became president, everything that ever happened in his life came to light. Like everybody starts talking about your past. And imagine if you lived your life without the consideration that one day I would be a president. Those things would disqualify you in the mm. future. And so mo- many people allow their decisions to rob them of the future that they really want. Definitely. And I mean, we see this over and over and over again. We see people that like they have the right talk. They say like, oh, I want to have a successful marriage. Oh, yeah. I want to be financially free. Mm -hmm. I want to whatever, fill in the blank. But then you see them, how they're living their lives currently. And none of what they're doing right now points towards that successful marriage. Or points towards that financial freedom because right now, you know, the man that's saying that he wants this kind of wife and he's going to be faithful to his wife and he's going to do this and he's going to be a good husband and going to be a good father. All his relational decisions are ending up in disaster. You have it with finances. You know, you want to be financially free, but you're not putting away money you're um you know putting yourself in more and more debt like none of this stuff magically happens and i don't think people get that it's like the wisest thing to do is to consider your future all the time not just think that hey like oh these are just these hopes and dreams that i have those things require you to be intentional they require you to live to be very careful with how you live. Robin, this is what breaks my heart. So many people have got potential. They have the dream. They even have maybe God's prophetic word or promise over their lives, but they don't make the decisions to pursue that on a daily basis. They almost feel like one day is just going to happen. One day I'm just going to become. No, like the legacy question, you write your story one decision at a time. Mm. And this is what it's all about. If you paused and you asked yourself, I want to be this in the future, in light of that, Mm. what is the wisest thing to do? Definitely. There are some decisions that you'll have to make, some hard decisions, things that will require sacrifice Mm. if you consider your future, because you know that the this thing that I keep entertaining or this person that I keep entertaining does not serve the future that I want to have kind of thing. Just being very practical. I remember when I wanted to get married, obviously for us, we pay Lobola. I couldn't just say, well, one day I want to get married and I'm not saving anything towards Lobola. It's like I had to tell myself if I ever find the right woman and I want to get married to this lady, I must be able to at least pay Lobola. So I, every time I had extra money in light of that decision, I would like the wisest thing yeah. to do is to put this money aside. Definitely. But if I, had I not considered that there were a lot of right things that I could have done mm. with my money. I could have, you know, done a whole lot, but in light of what I really want, what is the wisest thing Definitely. to do? And so one last thing that we're going to touch on before we end is this idea of, The biggest thing or the biggest hindrance to making wise decisions, I think personally, is excuses. Okay, making excuses for the decisions that you make for the way you live is never going to get you closer to where you want to go. Andy says the statement, our excuses escort us to the threshold of regret and abandon us there with little margin for error. Yeah. Oh man, you know, you need to put away. There's some people that I know 
that just live with excuses. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of circumstance they find themselves in. It doesn't matter what decisions they themselves have made. They will always have an excuse for why they made that unwise decision. Yeah. You know, it's always someone else's fault. It's always uh, because of a certain circumstance. People, you need to take responsibility and stop making excuses. Put away your old and worn out excuses because all excuses will do is they're just going to take you to this place of regret. Yeah. And they're going to leave you in a place where there is, there's no space for you to grow anymore. There's no space for you to really do anything. I wish people could get this. Like stop being unwise. Making excuses is unwise. I like what Andy says. I think he says that uh, your excuses are persuasive. They, they will persuade you to move in a particular direction, but they are usually unwise wise mm. no matter what the excuse is it will seem right in the moment but when you after you've done what you allowed into your life because of those excuses you are going to regret it you know it's that often well i'm about to do something that you know is borderline maybe getting flirting with sin and you you quickly say god will forgive me yes that's true. God will forgive you. And yeah, you will never hold that against you. But the reality is that move that you're making is so unwise that even after you're forgiven, you're going to regret ever doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's for us as Christians. I love that tension that it brings because we know certain things to be so true. Like I will always be forgiven. I can go murder somebody and I will be forgiven by God. But the consequences of that choice means mm. I might have to spend the rest of my life forgiven, but in prison. Mm. Your excuse is not going to make up for the consequences of that That's thing. That's right. So you may feel like you can justify yourself and be like, oh, but I was, oh, I felt this way or, <laughs> oh, you know, this is just, but that is not going to stop the consequences from happening, you know? That's so right. that's how, you know, these excuses, these things that you keep telling yourself of why you can't do this, why you can't be this, or why you keep making that terrible decision. You need to retire those excuses because the consequences are so much greater than what you actually realize. That's right, Robin. Well, it's been one of those great conversations. And uh, today we were talking about the maturity question. And we're saying that maturity is taking a pause, considering your past, your present, and your future. Then ask in light of those three perspectives, what is the wisest thing to do? And we did say that sometimes something can be not wrong and unwise at the same time. So I want to ask you right now, what are you doing right now that has the potential of being right, which means it's not wrong. There's, we can't find fault in what you're doing, but you know deep, deep down in your heart, if you consider your past, your present, and your future, this is not the wise thing to do. And you need to stop it because the Bible says the prudent, again, they see danger coming, they take refuge. And many of us need to pause to right now and just consider do I need to carry on living my life the way I'm living it or must I take refuge? So you have to ask yourself the question and we cannot overemphasize the importance of this question. What is the wisest thing to do? You know, everyone's life ends up somewhere. 
but we want you to be intentional about where your life will end up. And so asking the maturity question will get you there. You will be intentional about your future. Don't allow anything to rob you. Don't allow your decision today to rob you of the future that you want to live. So yeah, Pastor Jay, what is the wise thing to do? Well, for our podcast listeners, it'll definitely be to tune in tomorrow for our <laughs> last episode for this month. It is going to be really good. It's I can't believe we're at the end of this week again, but we want to thank you guys for following along with us. And as usual, encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, follow us, make sure you never miss a single episode, share it with a family member or a friend. And until tomorrow let's keep growing